Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Are you tired of Zoom? Are you tired of the meetings and the calls and the conversations and you've just kind of had it with Zoom and these virtual meetings? That might be because you've been using Zoom the wrong way. Today, I'm going to talk about three virtual meeting no-nos. And if you've been doing these, don't worry about it because I'm also going to give you the fix for them. And I'm going to give you one bonus tip at the end to help you navigate these Zoom meetings so you find that they are more helpful, engaging, and worthwhile. The first virtual meeting no-no that we do is we use Zoom as a meeting tool. And so we schedule meeting after meeting after meeting, because let's face it, we can't sit down and have a conversation anymore. So we schedule meetings. And what used to be called a conversation, or what used to be a quick head poke in your door, has now turned into a meeting. And it's scheduled. And it feels like we are scheduled to death virtually. So here's the fix. Rather than using Zoom as a meeting tool, use Zoom as a multifunction room. So sometimes it is the conference room or the training room. Sometimes it's the meeting room. But at other times, it can also be the hallway or the office or the coffee room. And allow Zoom to become more flexible, less scheduled, less rigid, less appointment-based. Some of the people that I'm working with have decided to leave Zoom open for an hour in the afternoon, and any of their team can join in. And if they want to have a conversation, they do. Maybe they're touching base about a work challenge, or maybe they are just checking in, talking about what kind of day it's been, or maybe they're catching up on non-work-related stuff. There's no expectation that you don't have to be there. There is no agenda. There is no purpose other than, hey, this is like the hallway. And sometimes we cross paths in the hallway and we have a little conversation. Or this is like we're all having lunch together and we're just chit-chatting. So the first virtual no-no is to use Zoom as a meeting tool. And the fix is to use it as a multifunction room. When you do, you'll start to find that you enjoy Zoom more and it becomes more worthwhile for you and your team. The second virtual meeting no-no is keeping your video off. I know, you don't like the way you look and you don't like what's behind you. And let's be honest, sometimes you're multitasking and would rather people not see what's going on. Here's the thing though. When we shut our camera off, we are hiding. We are not allowing people to see us and what's going on in our world and what's going on behind our eyes. And that's the important part about connection and building trust is being able to see people's body language, being able to read their facial expressions, hearing their tones, all of that kind of stuff is put together so that we can create stronger relationships. That's how we build trust. That's how our team engages with us. And the flip side of that is that's also how we engage with our team. If we have our team shut their video off while we are speaking, we have no idea what's happening for them. We can't read whether our words are landing, whether they're understanding the message, whether they're agreeing or disagreeing. 
And I know sometimes it can be distracting having all of these videos there. What I want you to do is think about, I need to see this person or these people as people. And when we shut our video feed off, or we ask them to shut their video feed off, we're losing a huge part of the communication track. And it's important to keep that open. So the second virtual meeting no-no is keeping your video off. And the fix for that is to turn it on. I know this feels vulnerable. It feels weird. It feels awkward. You don't like what you look like. You don't like what's going on behind you, the kids interrupting you, the dog walking through, the messy house. I get it. You also probably get a little bit self-conscious about looking at yourself all the time. And we spend a lot of time looking at ourselves when we're on virtual calls. Let me kind of break that down for a moment. One is it's about vulnerability. We have to create relationships with our people. We have to build a relationship in order to develop trust and to help build the team stronger and more cohesive, develop a culture where people um, feel safe and it's okay. We have to role model that as leaders. And so part of that is this level of vulnerability. And if you think about the times when you have created the best relationships with people, it's often when you've been outside of work time. When you've been at a meeting all day and maybe you go for supper or drinks after, or you're walking together from the conference room to your hotel room, or it's at lunch break and you're chit-chatting. Those are times that you let your guard down a little bit and you increase your level of vulnerability. And that's then when people see you as a human being are able to tune in with you more. And the same is true for you doing this with them. When you allow them to show themselves, show their real world, and you connect with that, that's a powerful tool to build your team stronger. When you have these meetings, turn the video on for both of you. And when things happen in the background, like their kid walks through or the dog walks through or the washing machine starts to shake in the background, I might just acknowledge what's going on. I'll wave at the kid or I'll make a little comment about, hey, I have a washing machine that used to do that too. Or I'll just say something to make it okay, make it safe, make it be real. Same if something happens in my background. You know, a kid walks by or more likely for me, the dog barks his head off. I will just acknowledge that, boy, he's taking care of me. He's a real protector. And then we'll move on. But it's just that little bit of vulnerability that allows us to create deeper connections. The other part is if you're uncomfortable looking at yourself, which you shouldn't be looking at yourself anyhow, keep your eye on the camera if you can as much as possible when you're talking. When you divert your eyes and look at the people or person you're talking to, that's good. But try really not to look at yourself because that can really get you... Um, in your head and all these kind of conversations about, oh my God, my hair looks crappy and I can't believe they can see this behind me and boy, I look weird when I'm talking and all that kind of stuff. You don't want that. So try not to look at yourself when you're talking. When you're talking to someone, when your eyes are trained to the camera on your computer, it will feel like they're talking to you and that's critically important. It's like when you're talking to somebody and their eyes are going sideways and you're like, are you listening to me or not? And so you really want to try as much as possible to look at the camera. That's the second virtual meeting no-no is keeping your video off. And of course, the fix is to turn your video on. 
The third virtual meeting no-no is treating the entire time on Zoom as meeting time. Here's the thing. If you think about coming to a meeting, not everybody, but those that are uh, aware and conscious about trying to be on time will show up a few minutes early and there's a little bit of chit chat. And after the meeting, there's again, a little bit of chit chat, usually sometimes a, a deeper conversation. It's those conversations that take our relationship farther, our understanding to a deeper level, or we gain new insights. Sometimes in meetings, we don't have the time to have that full conversation. But it's those before and after conversations that are really, really important. So the virtual meeting no-no is treating the entire time on Zoom as a meeting. And the fix for that is to hold a certain amount of space before and after the scheduled meeting. Like not two minutes before, but even 10 minutes before if you have time or somebody has time to open the Zoom room up. Because those that get there early will start to chit chat. Same with after. When you're done the meeting, hold the the Zoom meeting open a little bit longer. Allow people to say, hey, I seen your kid walk through. How old is he? Or, hey, you said this during the meeting. Can you just, you know, elaborate a little bit more? I didn't want to disrupt the flow, but I'm curious about this. Or you as a leader can just say, hey, I'm going to stick around for a little bit and answer any further questions if anybody's got questions. Here's the tip here. Turn the recording off. If you've been recording the meeting then turn the recording off at the end of the meeting and allow this space either before or after to not be recorded. Again, this is, think about the non-virtual world. This is the walk down the hall where you chit chat with somebody. This is when you're cleaning up the paperwork on the desk and you have that conversation with one of your team members. Create the space for that before and after the meeting. That's really important to turn this from a stiff, controlled, structured space to more of what really happens when we're in the office. When we're in the office, yes, we have meetings, but we have lots of other conversations outside of those meeting times that aren't scheduled, formal, uh, led by an agenda. And we have to create the space for that in this virtual world. So that's the third virtual meeting no-no, is treating the entire time on Zoom as a meeting. And the fix for that is to hold space before and after the meeting for any kind of conversation you want to have. Those are the three virtual no-nos for Zoom meetings and the fixes. And I'll go through them in a second. But I want to remind you, I've got one bonus tip at the end of this. The first no-no is using Zoom as a meeting tool. And the fix for that is using Zoom as a multifunction room in your office. So it can be the coffee room, the boardroom, the training room, the hallway, your office, whatever it is. But use Zoom as a multifunction room. The second virtual meeting no-no is keeping your video off. And of course, the fix for that is turning the video on and allowing yourself and your team members to be vulnerable with each other. The third virtual meeting no-no is treating the entire time as meeting time. And of course, the fix for that is to hold space before and after the scheduled meetings for those non-scheduled agenda type conversations. Here's the bonus tip. If you are like most women leaders, you're just a wee bit self-conscious about how you look on camera. So here's the tip that I have for you when you are doing virtual calls to help you build a little bit of confidence and be less self-conscious. It's simply to take either your computer or your tablet or your phone and make sure that the camera part 
is raised slightly above your eye level so that you're looking slightly up into the camera lens. What a lot of people do is their laptop or their phone is below them and they're looking down into it. When you do that, you A, have a double chin and B, we can see up your nose, which nobody needs to see. And so it's just not a good image that you want to portray. If you can, raise your computer, your tablet or your phone up a little bit so that you're looking just slightly up to the camera and you'll feel more confident, you'll feel less self-conscious and you will be able to share your message in a way that people are paying attention and listening to you in your eyes, not your chin and your nose. Your homework then is to take away the three fixes so that you start to enjoy virtual meetings more often for you and your team. Use Zoom as a multifunction room, not just a meeting room. Turn your video on and have your participants turn their video on and hold space before and after scheduled meetings so that you can continue to build relationships, deepen your understanding, and create a culture of trust and support as we continue to navigate these difficult times. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. <music>